From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, thank you for returning to the broadcast today. We are looking at a new word this week, uh, the word justification. The justification where God declares righteous before him those without guilt who have been charged with guilt uh, and have charged with guilt. How can God, who is just and righteous, um, declare someone righteous? Without guilt, who is guilty? Well, we're going to begin to see that. Remember, there's a difference we said yesterday between forgiveness and justification. And we're going to return. And, and, and ex- first, we have to deal with the fact that before somebody can be justified, there has to be a charge. We're going to begin with the charge. You have to be declared wrong before you are declared righteous. Uh, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I, we, we, I have literally met people who have said to me, but I've never done anything wrong. I don't sin. I'm a good person. Well, if you if you can't accept the fact that you're a sinner, by the way, you are whether you accept it or not. That's irrelevant. But if you do not accept that, you're never going to be you're never going to be declared righteous without accepting the charge of guilt. No one is righteous according to the standard of God. You know, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The word sin means to miss the mark. You know, uh, I'm an archer and I like to shoot archery. And if you can shoot a perfect bullseye, but if you fall one inch short, you have fallen short of the mark. It's a miss. Even if you hit the target, God sets the standard. You know, you could be the best person on earth. But when you stand before a sinless and a holy and a righteous God in heaven, you're going to find out. You don't measure up. You fall short. You miss that mark. No one is righteous according to the standard of God. You declare yourself righteous by your own standards. By the way, your standards are very, very poor, very shallow. If you have enough arrogance to declare yourself righteous like that. And you're going to be sadly disappointed on the day of judgment. Man has a tendency to set his own standard of right and wrong. And our standards are relative. They, they change with, with time and culture. Things that are declared righteous today, 70 years ago in our nation, our forefathers be rolling in their graves. Now, God's standards are absolute. They never, ever change. We live in a world that lowers the bar every day. No wonder you could declare yourself righteous. Now, I'm going to look in the Gospel of Luke at a few verses in chapter 18 here for a moment. I'm going to read to you a familiar uh, portion of verses that um, there's no new thing under the sun. People have been declaring themselves righteous, setting their own standard uh, since since the Garden of Eden, okay? But uh, a, a man that Jesus dealt with personally. Jesus, it says this, he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Do you know what I found about people that declare themselves righteous? They can't find any wrong in themselves, but they can sure find it in everyone else. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men. See, they always compare themselves to other men, not to God. That I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. 
And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Now, the Pharisee trusted in himself. Verse 9, there are those that trust in themselves. They can list a few things that they do that that declare themselves righteous, but they can list a few things, but not everything. They don't meet all the standards of righteousness that God declares. And they can point out the, the glaring sins of others. The, uh, notice the use of the pronoun I. The Pharisee had great eye trouble. He was blind to his sin and could only see his good. Isaiah tells us what a, a Pharisee really looks like. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. But we, that's everyone, are all as an unclean thing. In all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do all fade as a leaf. Our iniquities are like the wind, like the wind have taken us away. Look, you're, you're going to be carried away by the wind. We are an, uh, we, we, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Those rags uh, referred to the rags of the lepers outside the gates of the city. There would be a post, and nailed to that post, there would be rags. And a leper, before he could enter a city, had to stop and take those rags and wipe off the open oozing sores on his body and hang that rag back on that nail and then pass through the seats with his face, streets with his face covered, yelling, crying out unclean so that no one would come near to him. It wasn't really a contagious disease by contact unless it was uh, contact through the open sore from, from one open wound to another. And so they would cleanse those wounds and they'd hang that rag. And then the next leper would come and take that same rag cleansed by the previous leper and wipe his wounds. And that those rags, all that festering putrefaction and corruption, the pus and the blood, that's what God said our righteousness looks like. That's what our righteousness looks like to him. Now, if we go back to the book of Romans in chapter 10, we can observe a parenthetical context. Now, Romans is a book of justification. The word justify in some form is found all throughout uh, Paul's epistles to the Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans. There's 16 chapters, and the word justify occurs some 18 times. Now, the book of Romans is divided into three parts. The first eight chapters deals with doctrine. Uh, chapters 9 through 11 deal with dispensation, specifically regarding the nation of Israel. Uh, chapter 9 is the past selection of Israel. Chapter 10 is the present suspension of Israel. Chapter 11 is the prospective salvation of Israel when she will be saved at the coming of Christ. And in chapter 10, God tells us why Israel has been set aside. By the way, chapters 12 through 16 deal with our Christian duty. Uh, but chapter 10 tells us that they have been set aside. The nation of Israel has been set aside by God because they justify themselves. Romans chapter 10, verse, verses 1 through 3. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to a knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness 
have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They wouldn't accept the charge of their guilt. And so God had set them aside. The publican could see no good in himself and had to put faith in God in order to be made just. But the Pharisee could only see his own righteousness. Have you ever tried to justify yourself with your spouse? I bought this new shotgun. It was only $800, and it normally costs $1,200. You say, why'd you use that illustration? Well, because I had that conversation with my wife once. Or I brought this dress for sale, for, for, on sale for $50. It normally costs $100. We try to sell someone on the idea that we did something right. By the way, I'm not saying that you did something wrong because you got a good deal on a shotgun or a dress. We, we are explaining... Um, why it was a just and a right purpose, okay? But we have to be willing to admit that we have not done right by the standard of God and that that is the only standard that matters. That means we have to set aside our subjective standard, our relative standard, and we change standards, but God does not change. He is immutable, and God, in that same chapter, has already told the nation of Israel, in chapter 3, verse 10, there is none righteous, no not one. So there has to be a charge. Have you accepted the, the charge? Have you accepted the charge? If, if you have accepted that charge, then you can be cleansed, you can be changed, you can, you can be declared just in the sight of God. But if you've not, then you can't. Let me just encourage you. If you've not been justified in the sight of God, if you've never acknowledged your guilt, then you'll never stand before him innocent. And you need to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Admit that you're a sinner and accept his grace by faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. My time is gone for today. Join us tomorrow as the Lord gives you opportunity. God bless you is our prayer until then. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search from the poorhouse to the palace. From the poor